0: I'm going to have you turning your Bibles to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 1. And um, it, the, the screen is not a mistake, Is I'm sure I, I told Richard. I said, when you put that up there, there's going to be people saying uh, God should be capitalized. Uh, in this situation, God should not be capitalized. And so let me explain. Uh, we're not talking about our Savior and Creator. We're talking about another God. And uh, I I want to back up, and before we get into this, and I'm going to kind of use this passage as a springboard to kind of illustrate what we're talking about this. You guys are no different than me, and and I I never want to harp on these things, and it just seems like we, we need to be very alert, and we're going to show that the Bible says that we need to be awake of what's going on around us. And the fact that I know that I have had a bad morning, because I'm going to be speaking about the devil. And he just said, if you want to poke at me, I will poke at you. And he is, he's good at it. And he knows what he's doing. And maybe some of you have been poked at already by the devil. As he's been trying to discourage you. And try to get your attention or your focus off of what today is about. And I, 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 wanna, I don't only just want to poke back at him. I, I want to swing a sword at him. And that's the power that we have to do so. And uh, when we see... The world around us and we see what he's doing what he's behind the agenda that he's after we set back as christians and we go wow i never would have thought i'd see the day that this would happen i never thought that i would see this change i never would have thought when churches and and you guys heard just recently about some proclamations that were made by different denominations that they've come out and made a stand uh saying we're now going to accept uh gay marriage and all this and i'm thinking what has happened If the church quits standing on the word of God, then the only thing that we're building the church and homes on is sinking sand. And it will be a matter of time before these Christians, Christians that are going to see everything topple and fall apart because it cannot stand outside of the rock. And the rock is Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ has given us the illustration, the example through his book. You get away from this, we will crumble and fall. And so as we see the world around us, we're like, wow, wow, oh my goodness. And then we turn on the TV and we're like, oh, I cannot believe this. I'm here to tell you we need to stop saying, I cannot believe this. Because it's part of his plan. Not his plan, but the God of the world's plan. Here in this passage, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 1, Paul is writing to the church of Thessalonica. They're really confused. They, they, they didn't know about the coming of Christ, the day of the Lord. Are we in the tribulation? Has the Lord already come? Did we miss it? all this confusion going on? And Paul sets them straight. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the gathering together unto him. That ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter, as from us, as the day of Christ is at hand. Let's pray. Lord, I know Lord, that there is coming a day. And Lord, I know that sometimes we hear it so much that we've almost, we've almost ignored it. We've almost lost the joy of anticipating it or the fear of those that will be left behind. Lord, sometimes it's just a matter of we are in church so much that we hear so many things that we get numb to those things. Lord, I pray that you help us, Lord, to not be shocked, to not be shaken in our hearts and minds as we see this world and what's happening. And Lord, just give me the words to say, Lord, as I just share what you have spoken to us through your word to say this morning. And Lord, you help us to understand the opposition of the God of this world. We pray this in your name. Amen. Paul was writing and he's explaining that the Antichrist is coming. He's he's the son of perdition. It's going to come after the rapture, all those things. And Paul was saying, "I, I don't want you guys being taken back by this. He said, I don't want you being troubled by this. He said, I don't want you being deceived. I don't want you living in fear. I don't want any of these things happening because he said in verse 3, let no man deceive you by any means. See, see the thing is we get confused and we, we don't know what to believe when we get away from God's word. That, that's why it's important that you say in God's word. It's important that you come to church. It's important that you adhere to what is right. Because in a world that is not doing that, it, we, we will be messed up even as church going, go, I don't even know where that is. I don't know what I believe. He said, by any means, for the time will not come except there, there come a falling away first. That the, now listen to these words, that the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. This is coming. Now listen to this. There, there, there will be a God of this world, a Satan, the devil, Lucifer, whatever you want to call him. He's going to be orchestrating and pulling the strings on all of this behind the scenes, making this all happen, and he says, listen, his agenda, what's going on? Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God. That's what he does. For that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. He said, I hate to tell you guys this, but things will get worse before things get better. I'm here to tell you as a church, things will get worse before things get better. Verse 4 says, who opposes and exalt himself above all that is God. What I am saying, that right now, the stage is being set for what he plans to do before our eyes. He opposes marriage. He sit there and say, oh, here, 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 all that the Bible says, when, when God says, this is right, therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his W-I-F-E. To wife. Now Some of you are saying amen right now because it's like, I am so tired of this gay marriage stuff. Hey, let's set the gay marriage stuff aside for a minute. We have a big problem with those that say, God's not for gay marriage, and over here we've got a big shack up job going on inside churches everywhere. Don't sit there and beat the drum about how good marriage is when we can't obey the right things even within the walls of a church. I'm not here to slam anybody. I'm not here trying to be a jerk. I'm just trying to tell you that is part of his agenda. And here we sit there and be like, oh, you shouldn't be all looking, it's disgusting. God turns around and says, well, what are you doing? If you can't show them what is right, then why are you going to lift your voice to scream out what is wrong? He's got an agenda. He's fighting all these things. And, 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 and he's able to exalt His gay agenda plan because we can't even even get the basics down. And all of a sudden, even people that go to church and they walk in there and our kids and everything like that. And you say, oh my goodness, I'm feeling really uncomfortable right now. Well, we should. Because there is such a thing as sin and it's corrupting and it's destroying American is destroying our homes and the more we keep our mouth shut because I don't want to offend well I'll tell you the more we are afraid of offending the more the devil steps up and he screams out and he destroys what we have we must take a stand on what is right what is right and I'm not saying that we do it with an arrogant spirit because we must speak the truth in love and I think that's where we get off. You get, you get one guy up there that sits there and he pampers and he's sitting there. Oh, we just go, you know. And there's no confrontation or no exalting what is right. And then you get over here and somebody's just coming out with a butcher knife in, in church and slaying everybody. You, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I would call it out what it is, but then we show grace and love and everything. But at the same time, we've got to stop being spiritual wimps. Dads, quit being spiritual wimps. I'm going to take you to an illustration as this, and this is, I, I want to, my, my first message that I was going to preach today was going to, I was going to preach on Goliath and David. And, I, and you say Goliath and David, it, it, yes, because I think a lot of times the emphasis gets put on David, and it should be because he was victor in that. But then we overlook Goliath. Goliath was really the victor that showed up that day, not David. Goliath had all, all the reputation, he had the weapons he, he was, when he walked out there, were like, yeah, David walked out there. was like, what in the world? This story was about Goliath. He was the one that was running the show. He was the one with the big mouth. He was the one in control. He was the one pushing back the children of God. He'd go out there. He'd say his thing. He'd flash his weapons around. They would cheer him on because he has brought down many, many, many before him and he was planning to do it again. And the more I studied this, and I thought Goliath was an Old Testament description of the devil. A bunch of Christians on the side. Oh, no, what can we do? He's so big. He's so, ah. He sits there and we cower on the side. As he screams out his message and waves around his weapons in front of our faces. We'll get back to that. He's opposing marriage. He opposes purity of the boundaries that God has set. And all of a sudden, the purity that God has set, we, we drag in to our entertainment. And we call it entertainment. Entertainment. And you say, why are you saying this? It's, it sounds like you're just being negative. I'm, I, no, I'm just tired. I'm tired uh, of understanding that in this world, Satan has set up all these landmines everywhere. Okay, that he's a deceiver. He's, he, he sets these traps. Okay, the Bible says, don't, don't be ignorant of his devices. Don't be blinded to his attacks. Be aware, be vigilant, be sober, be awake to what he's doing. And he's sitting there and he's got his demons and his imps and he's going through in colleges and schools and homes and everywhere else. And he's planting all these traps and bombs. And this is the average Christian, oh, you know, just going through it and we're casualties everywhere going, I don't know what's wrong. God says, all right, back up, dude. Enemy territory. Enemy territory. There's a God of this world. He's got a plan. He's got an agenda. He knows what he's doing. He is Goliath sitting out there screaming, going, I know what I'm doing. I will bring you down just as well. And I don't think we look at it like that. We're more consumed in this world with pampering ourselves. We go to church looking for what it's going to offer us. We want a cute brochure going, oh, oh, they have this program. Oh, that's so sweet. And oh, oh, honey, and it's like, and God says, wait a minute. There's a war. You get your, your weapon, and you got to understand that you're enlisting, and we're, we're a bunch of Christians putting in, saying, let's go. It, it's not a cruise ship. It's a battleship. And you say, "I don't want to hear that I, I want to sit there and oh there's it this song? oh, I like this song, and i I'm, I'm not belittling those things, but I'm just saying, we need to get our head in the game because he's got his head in the game he's got He's got this plan, the Bible says he opposes purity, he opposes the boundaries that God has set, he opposes authority, he opposes anything dealing with God and 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 the more that I'm in here and and I, and guys, just so you know. ministry is not about and and people have this idea of pastors of, you know, he goes to his office and sits there and clicks and does all I mean, there's multi things and one of the parts of my job is getting into the world where casualties are horrible. I wish I could spend like the next 20 minutes and just tell you what's on my heart really. I wish I could. About being in homes and families and brokenness and things and I could just see the evidence and the fingerprints as I go into a devastating situation and you can see the fingerprints of the devil all over it. You see the casualties and people are saying, I don't know what happened. I'm like, I do. That's his work. That's how he does it. You get another call and come over here and say, oh, my, I'm just so broken. What, what happened? And I'm like, oh, man, that's what the Bible said, And, and just you see it. So I, I get stirred up and I'm just thinking, when did we get so ignorant the way he works? And the sad thing is Christians with all these things that he said to warn us against, we have even Christians that are sitting there more consumed with whether or not they can smoke marijuana or what they can get away with. As supposing it, it's no longer a world of saying what is right with it and how does this honor my father? It's now a matter of Well, I want to, and I don't know what's wrong with it. What is wrong with us? When did we become so stinking selfish that we have made this world all about what makes me happy here and now? I've got to say what I'm saying because I am so consumed. We have become very selfish. Fourth of July, Celebrating the freedom that we have. And God has poured out blessings. I hate seeing the videos on Facebook. I hate it. But I watch some of them anyways. Of what's going on to Christians around the world. Them walking point blank into churches and taking a gun and shooting them one after another. Them taking pastors and shooting him last because they shoot his family in front of him first. First. And we come in here and go, oh, I bet you he's going to talk about money again. Oh, I just, oh, that song, oh, and God's saying, wow, wow. These people over here are laying down their lives, hiding in basements, scared to death of whether or not their children would be shot because they're going to sing a song under their breath to praise their God. What happened? We've become so self absorbed, so filled with give me what I want, make me happy, make me happy. Let, let me show you what's happening. You say, What, what is going on in this world? You've got to understand that Satan was selfish. That's how he started. He started with, Hey, 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 pride and arrogance. What about me? What about me? What about me? Hey, give me what I want. I don't like. I, 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 and, and the Bible says that God kicked them out. Took a third of the angels with him. Wednesday night, Brother Aaron Blevins is going to be doing a lesson on fallen angels and demons. You want to get dig, uh, dig deeper into this? Come Wednesday night at 7 o'clock and do this Bible study. L- let me show you. I'm going to show on the, on the screen John chapter 18, verse 36. And the Bible said, I'm going to go real fast. I'm going to show you three verses so you might not be able to keep up. But on here, Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom of this world, then my servants would fight. Laying the ground. I want you guys to understand where we're at. I want you to understand where you're at. You need to understand where you live every single day. The world that you live in. Jesus said, not my kingdom. Not my kingdom. Next verse. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. And I gave you the wrong verse. (laughs) No, it's right. Verse 4. In whom the God of this world, little g, did you notice that? In whom the God of this world, little g, had blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is in the image of God, should shine unto them. Do you notice what it said? And whom the God of this world. Jesus said this is not my kingdom. Next verse. Revelation 2.13. I know thy works and where thou dwellest. Even where Satan's seat is. The word seat there means throne. Jesus was speaking to the disciples. And he said let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God believe also in me. He goes I go To prepare a place for you. In my house are many mansions. That is a kingdom that he's referring to. If I go I will come again. And receive you unto myself. For where I am. There ye may be also. Some of you have made this your home. This is not our home. I've read all the way to the end. Okay, I've read to the end. I know how it ends. He can have it all. He can have the cancer. He can have the graveyards. He can have the funerals. He can have the drugs. He can have it all. I am leaving and I can't wait to go. But I feel bad for the Christians. That are building their kingdoms here. Do you know why I don't mind tithing and giving to the church? Because I'm investing in something that matters. I'm investing in souls. I'm not taking my money with me. I'm going to bless. I I give and it's given unto me. And I, I do the work of God and I get great joy in it. Because I'd rather invest in that than my cable bill and my Wi-Fi and my 4G and everything else that we have so much joy in. I'm not taking it with me. And some Christians, it's all about all oh, their, their kingdom here. That's why he said, let thy kingdom come. Let thy will be done. What are you living for? I'm not going to live for the God of this world. I'm not. I understand that I am a pilgrim passing through. I am a soldier on enemy territory. I, I am. I am. I'm, I'm an ambassador, which literally means I represent somebody in another country. That's why I'm here. And it is a wicked, awful place. And I hate to tell you that, but I and, you, and I could preach a whole other message and saying, but I'm not alone. And I and I fight with the power of God and I fight with the Spirit of God and I'm not alone. This is not home. We need to quit acting like it is. Now I'll get into my message. (laughs) I will be short. I promise. Let me explain what's going on around us. Number one, he is claiming his territory. You say, "Why, "Why? oh my goodness, honey, watch what's going on TV. I sit back and go, he's claiming his territory. That's what he's doing. He is... He is turning it into me. me and Jenny bought a house and, and uh, this week uh, we're going to be working on our house all week and I'm taking a week of vacation off and so if you don't see me around that's why I am. I'm, I'm not going out of town but I'm doing this and our goal is to take this house that has been empty for two years, set empty and we're trying to convert it into our home. And when it's done it's going to have the style and the flair of us. the colors that we like and the look that we like and the door that we like and and locks and keys that fit our, us and everything, we're changing it all for us. And and I thought about that's what the devil does. He walked into God's creation going, ooh, oh my goodness, righteousness and purity and fellowship with God. I was like, this has got to go. And he's slowly turning this into his kingdom. That's why the Bible says As it was in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, so shall it be in the coming of the Lord. As it was in the days of Noah, where every man did that which was right in his own eyes, so will it be when the coming of the Lord. Do you understand that that was his agenda? When God wiped it out and cleaned it out, Satan says, I'll just start over and do it again. That's why he's working all this to that point. He's got a job that he's doing, and he's doing simply claiming his territory. That's what he's doing. We have been just so blessed in America that we haven't noticed it as quickly as everybody else. So we were in a nation that was under God. We followed after those things. Not only is he claiming his territory, number two, he has an agenda. Let me take you back to David and Goliath. I, I thought of this as he goes out there and I don't have time to go into it's just an illustration. Have you ever thought about the comparison of David to Goliath? If you read that passage, 1 Samuel chapter 17, 16, 17, 18, that, in that thing, it's just it's one of my favorites. I love it. I, I love the, the application, I love the illustration, I love it's something that I could get. The, the underdog going against the big warrior and all the t- cool things about it. But here's the cool thing about the story. Number one, when it gets to Goliath, it goes into verse after verse after verse after verse describing him and his weapons. Have you ever noticed that before? And his shield was this, and it weighed this, and his coat of mail, and, and, mal, and the, 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 his feet was shod with this, and his, his sword was this, and, and all these things. And it talked about all this that he was decked out in. Then here comes the winner. I got a rock. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that? And I know you said, well, that's the theme of the story. No, that's, we're going to get to that. We'll get back to that. I got a rock. He says, and he's out there with his armor and all this other stuff. And I thought about that is the devil. Do you realize that he is decked out with multiple weapons? And he's using all of them. He's, whoa, well, I mean, he's got it all in the shield and all these things that he had. It described that the fact that Satan is well-equipped to do his job. And so when we stand there, and we're fighting him, and it's like, and I'm saying this because so many Christians are like, man, I don't know why I'm so defeated. I don't know why my kids, I don't know why my family, and all this other stuff. And I look at it and say, stop. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against been to spiritual wickedness in high places. All these things that we look at and I see rebellion in the world. And we say, wow, my son's really going through it. Do you realize that that is a tool, a weapon of the devil? Do you know why pornography is so infested itself inside of our entertainment to where you can't do anything? You cannot walk through the mall. You cannot look up at a billboard. You cannot look at a magazine as you're checking out of the eye. You can't go anywhere. Lust is a weapon of the devil. Okay? He's he is, he is setting these bombs everywhere. He's like, okay, you know, he's putting it there and he's walking through and he's scoping out his territory and he's fighting. That's what Goliath did. He went out there with all his, his weapons and he's standing there going, bring it on. What are you going to do against all this that I have? The reason why I say that, and the agenda that he has, Goliath showed up. That day, not to go, how shiny. He showed up that day to say, hey, I'm going to bring all you down. He had an agenda. Can I tell you, us as a church, that Satan has an agenda? And all the weapons that we see, Goliath went there that day when David ran out. He said, I don't care if you're a boy or not. I've been out here every day ready to do something. I will tear you apart and feed you to the birds. And that's what Satan is doing. He has an agenda. When when our children walk into that war zone, Satan stands there going, I will rip you apart. Do you understand in the world that we're living in with drugs and alcohol and all the temptations and lust and pornography and pride and arrogance and apathy? Let's just throw the Christian sins in there too, right? We have all the really bad sins over here and then we have the Christian ones over here. Gossip and overeating and, you know, all the Baptist things that we don't talk about, right? We have sin, 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 and all this is sin. Sin. Satan's got all this going on for himself. God said, man, I'd love it if you guys... I wish the church would wake up and see it for what it is. We have the devil ripping apart homes with drugs and alcohol and all this other garbage. And we step back and we go, wow, I don't know what happened. It's a sickness. It's this. It's that. No, it's sin. S-I-N. It's sin. The Bible says, and sin when it is finished bringeth forth death. And we see it. And all the things that we pamper. And all the things that we excuse. And all the things that we invite. And all of a sudden all this weapons that Satan is throwing at us. And we're ignorant And Christians that used to say, that is right and this is wrong, not according to our opinion or tradition. Please understand. I know what is right and what is wrong because that's why I preach the truth from God's word. That's it. So you don't have to sit there and go out to your car and turn around to your kids and go, well, that preacher, I'm sorry he offended you, honey, and I I know he got off on that, and it, it bothers me too, blah, 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 blah. If, if the pastor, whoever, got up and said, turning your Bibles, let's read, then you better back it up in the car as well. It's not about what is popular, it's about what is right. 1 Peter 5.8, the warning is, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil is a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, and we say that all the time. Back up. Be sober. Be vigilant. That word sober is the same word sober that it means not be drunk with wine. It's the same word there, but it's not exactly the same application as it literally means you need to wake up, be alert, be aware. Christians, dads, moms, college students, be awake, be aware, get your head in the game. Understand, understand, understand what's going on around you. It is more than just, oh, we live in a wicked world. No, there is a prince of power, of the air that is orchestrating, pulling, and doing, and all this garbage that he is doing around the scenes. He's got an agenda of what he is doing, and the more we pamper him, the more we allow his spear and his sword and everything to be thrust into our homes. Let me close my last point. So many things we could say. We talked about the fact that he is simply just claiming his territory and the fact that he has an agenda. But this time I want you to turn in your Bibles to 1 Samuel 17, verse 45. 1 Samuel 17, verse 45. I just, I, I wish you would, man, when you sit there and say, Man, my son is doing this, or my daughter is doing this, or I'm tempted with this, or I have this. And understand that we are, we are in a battle, and, and Satan has all these tools and things, and we just go, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And God says, man, do you understand? There is a spiritual wickedness pulling and directing and, and, and advocating and pushing those things. It's not just a coincidence. It's what's going on. He's claiming his territory. He's got an agenda. Third and last, he has opposition. He has opposition. Let me close with David and Goliath's story once again. It's an intense battle, and the war that they were facing was an intense enemy. For all those days, no one stood up to him. Did you get that? No one stood up to him, no one challenged him. And yet he screamed out cursing their God every day. He mocked them. He slandered them. Nobody spoke up. I think that's why when little things come along the way like Chick-fil-A and things like that, when they speak up, I'm like, yes! Because somebody was able to go, hey, wait a minute. That's why it should encourage us. Because too often we go, oh, what can we do, and oh, 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 and we're spiritual sissies like Saul was and the rest of them. Goliath had this reputation of being victorious the same way that Satan has. Satan could come across and show you, oh, look at, look at these false religions, and I brought this into America, and look at the drug problem, and look at how the bars are filled, and he could go across and showing, man, my weapons are strong, I have brought down many with all that I have, and I will continue to do that. David stood up and he said, I will go and fight. And now some of you are sitting there right now. I want to show you something powerful from this story that I have really never seen in this story before. I've said it, but I've never fully understood it. When he was asked to fight them, they tried to cover them with his weapons, with Saul's weapons. You guys remember that. They go in there and they put on all this because they wanted to make him an even match as well as they could for what he was facing. The problem is David understood that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. He said it's oh guys wait 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 a minute. It's not these tools that's going to bring him down. It's not this stuff. It's not programs versus programs. It's not facility of a church that's going to bring him down. It's not something physically that we put on him to do it. Those things, David was like, ah, oh, that's, guys, that's great, and I, I see there's a, there's a point for that, but that's not going to bring him down. There's a lot of things that we have, guys, that is a blessing to us. Attending on Sundays is not going to bring the devil down. Having a building is not going to bring, building 25 more buildings is not going to bring the devil down. Fancier slogans, fancier signs, All the things that we do, that we put so much emphasis—it's not that. Go back. Here's Goliath screaming and yelling, "I've got this and that and all this." Look look at the verse. Then said David to the Philistine, "Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, and I come to you with a rock in my pocket, and I'm going to pull this rock out of my pocket." And I'm going to put it in this sling, and I'm going to sling it really, really, really hard. It says in the Greek. I'm kidding, okay? I was like, <laughs> "Whom thou hast defied." David never mentioned the rock. He never mentioned the pebble, or whatever size it was. He said, it's not in what I have that will bring you down. It's the power behind what I have that's going to bring you down. Turn around and you say, you are a redneck preacher from Alabama that can't spell and all this other stuff. PCC English was torturous for me, just so you know. Okay. And here I, I'm standing there, and I just thought about it. Whoopee. I am the rock, not the rock of Jesus, but I'm, I'm the pebble. Let's do that. I am the pebble, and, and I might not be much as a dad or as a pastor, or whatever. And you turn around and say you're incapable, and I turn around and say, but I come in the name of the Lord. It's not me; it's the power behind me the rock was just a rock even when it hit him and when it fell to the ground but it was the power of God behind the rock and when David went out there he turned around and he said yes you've got that and that and drugs and alcohol and pride and lust and everything else but I come to you in the name of the Lord was his weapon that's the difference I come to you in the name of the Lord oh and I have a rock (laughs) I think why we lose so many battles is we put all the emphasis on the rock. I'm going to throw it really, really hard. Let's do it more. Let's get more numbers. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's need another program. We need this. And, And God said, no, no, guys, it's not about the rock. Saul, it's not about your shield and your weapons and all that. He probably had the best of the best, too. David, you go out there and you speak up. You let him know that you come in the name of the one and true living God. And let me tell you, we, in today, we are facing spiritual wickedness in high places. We're going through and we're trying to find all the minds that he has set up and all the tripwires and everything else as we're leading our families. And then I realized, well, wait a minute. I've got the sword of the Spirit. I've got a lamb to my feet. I've got the... The hedge of protection of God. I've got the Holy Spirit. I've got, man, I am more equipped than David or Goliath could ever dream of being. And David was so confident in his God that the Bible says, and he ran to him because he realized, yes, you have all of that, but what I have with me is greater than what you have. There is a God of this world, but we are not defeated. We just need to wake up, be sober, be vigilant, stop making it about us, stop justifying, Well, if I can, I'm so tired of all that. That is why we're losing the battle, because we are trying to look at what's right, what, what's wrong with things, and why can't I do this, rather than saying, hey, look at what I should be doing, what's right, I want to do what's Right?